Hello and welcome to CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. Today in CX Conversations I am talking about how to create simple and simplified experiences. It was only when I started researching for this podcast did I appreciate the subject of organizational complexity. As discussed in a McKinsey quarterly article, complexity can be immensely harmful for an organization, leading to hindrances in organizational effectiveness and the ability to adapt quickly. If you are a listener from a big multinational company, I'm sure you can relate to this. Simplicity and simplification therefore becomes vital. Talking about how to break down organizational complexity and create simple and simplified experiences is our guest today, Ricardo Sals Kulku. Ricardo is the managing director and co-founder of eGlobalis, a boutique consulting agency dedicated to enabling global tech companies to become more agile and adaptable to change. Ricardo has been consulting companies like Samsung, Thyssenkrupp, and SAP on strategic innovation, customer centricity, and organizational cultural transformation. He is also a thought leader member and contributor at the CX University. In the past, Ricardo has worked with major IT services companies like Amdocs, Optiva, Zura, Ericsson Group, Oracle, and Intra. An MBA from Kellogg School of Management and a CCXP, Ricardo is passionately involved in simplification of experiences and helping organizations become more customer-centric in the process. Ricardo and I have been connected on LinkedIn and have exchanged notes on CX for over a year now. And it is a pleasure to get this opportunity to host him on this podcast today. Ricardo, welcome to CX Conversations. Hi, Vivek. Thanks so much for inviting me and the opportunity to talk with you in your podcast. The pleasure to be here for sure, yes. Thanks, Ricardo. So I'm curious, how did you find your way from working in large IT services companies to now helping companies become nimble? Tell us briefly about your journey, Ricardo. Well, my customer experience and journey started with services, as you know, in large corporations. And reading many books all the time from Michael Hammer, from Tom Peters, and uh, I come across customer experience in a very weird way. In 2005 and 2006, I was living in the US, and I had a problem. I'm diabetic type 1, and I had a problem to find the supplies for my pump. I was so good in customer experience or customer services in that time that I even didn't know that existed a customer services. So I call it the headquarters of the company. And a secretary from the vice president, and don't ask me her name, and also don't ask me how I got to her because the person that answered the phone passed me to her, took care of me in such a beautiful way. And she told me three things. How can I help you? And I explained all my drama because I did not have yet my uh, insurance in the US that is very complex to get in the beginning when you start to work, takes some weeks. And she said, no worries, or rep in your region. I was living in Philadelphia. We'll take care of you and call you in 24 hours. By the way, there is something else that I can help you before you hang up after 20 minutes of speaking with her. No, but I'm really frustrated. No doctor wants to accept me because they say that I have so many clients. No problem. We'll help you. 24 hours or a bit less later, the rep in the region called me. And remember, we don't have that analysis. We don't have big data. We don't know nothing about the client yet. 
but they took care of me like we are talking about CX today, a real care. The woman that called me, I did not have to repeat my one word for her. She knew everything about me, meaning the other woman took note of what I was saying. And she said, I understand you, and we are going to send you right now our suppliers for free. This was $200. And by the way, I'm going to find you tomorrow three doctors. And then you'll be really happy with that. Yes? So in the next day, Vivek, she called me and she said the following thing. I have three doctors for you. And by the way, this one is Jewish. And I'm not a guy that cares if you are Muslim, if you are Hindi, if you are Buddhist. I don't care about that. But she said, she observed that I was Jewish. And I said, wow. And I understood this was a personalized experience, even though we never talk about personalization in that time. And I was really amazed. When I left the phone, I understood that the company that I was working for in this moment, that was Amdocs today and was uh, Converse in that time, was doing exactly the opposite of that. So I started to see the parallel between what was this experience for me and what we was delivering for our customers. And then in the next weekend, I went to the Burns and Nobles and I read one of the first books of Chap Hiking. And then I follow in love with this thing that is customer experience. And the rest is history. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. And that is amazing. What a story. So that your experience with an amazing customer experience got you into this field. And my, with a really bad customer experience in India, got me into this field. But nevertheless, here we are. Yeah. So tell us about organizational complexity and what are the major contributing factors to it? Well, first, I want to make something clear. Complexity, even though we relate to that as a bad thing, is not always bad, okay? There are many complexities in life that are necessarily, yes, and we know that. And uh, I think you know, everybody knows that not everything can be frictionless, everything can be perfect. Why? Because often when you have complexity, it's protecting something or trying to make something better, even though it's not the right way to do that. You can improve complexity for sure, making simpler. But not all complexities are destructive. One example from that is the FDA. Think about the FDA have many complex processes to get a drug or to get food approved. But if the FDA did not exist, think about that. We will take bad intake of food and drugs and maybe would be not here today. <laughs> there are some reasons for that. and It would be chaos. Exactly. So the 12 main causes of complexity today, for sure, is external drivers, your government, your politicians, your legal system, people and perceptions, process and procedures, the strategy of your company, how you're trying to approach your customers, how you are dealing with customers, organization behavior, customer and human behavior. That's the most drastic one because we all behave in different ways. You all have different needs. Maybe you micromanage the personal X, Y, Z, and maybe you often don't. You give the freedom for them to do whatever they want. So everything is complexities, and you have to overcome that. Behavior and organizational models. Some models of the company doesn't certain people. For example, companies that are changing all the time. This makes some people very difficult life because think about Germany. People here, when you talk about change, you are scaring the people away. <laughs> Not just in Germany, in Schweiz, in Switzerland, and a bit in Austria as well. People are scared from change. 
Think about now Korea and Israel, for example. Three countries that you talk about change, everybody will be happy. Let's do it. It's a totally different mindset. Ecosystem of business is also can be complex. If you are a pharma industry, you must to comply for certain things. And culture, for sure, culture is the main thing. But culture is easy to talk about, but it's hard to get done. And lack of purpose of a company. But the three main things that impact complexity oftentimes is the human needs, that is the most basic thing in life, design and decision mindset, and the culture. So today, companies, even great companies that probably you and me together appreciate, like Salesforce, SAP, they design great products, but the level of complexity is turning off because People have to make almost a PhD to learn the software. And 20 years ago, this was drastic. Think about intuitive and usability. You need today to design something that will be intuitive. For sure, you can acquire different solutions that you have in the market as user lane and other companies that have solutions to facilitate your software and your technology. But that's not the aim. The aim is to do something simple that will be very easy to adopt because adoption is the name of our game today. If I don't adopt your software or your technology, how you are going to be successful? There is no way. So the mindset is very much to, you design to satisfy your, your manager, your team. You want to do something. In the past, we used to give 10 features to solve one problem. However, today with the apps, the need is to solve the customer problem as fast as you can. So think about, Vivek, if I give you 10 features and you have to think for yourself, what is this is going to solve different than this? And then you get in a PhD thesis, what would be better for your company? Yeah, I'm not going to use that software. Exactly. So instead of getting three options, that will be very easy and very clear the differentiation between them. That's also something that makes people life complex, for, especially for customers, and makes it difficult first to adopt as a user and also as a customer. And that's what's still turning off many people. Let's move on to another intriguing subject that I have in mind that I would like you to bring it out. How do organizations then break this down and make sure that real innovation and growth is fostered? So we have six things to get you started, always in the companies that we visit and they ask us advice. And the reason we did that, based in the consulting from Boston Consulting Methodology with the authorization, is to make simple, to get the right priorities and to get to the first things first. Because oftentimes, when you start to listen to the afflictions of companies, they give you a list of uh, 20 items or 10 items, and you cannot focus simplifying something in a larger scope. You have to Take the big problem and cut that in many small parts and solve one by one. When you are trying to do like a potato sack that have 10 potatoes together, probably you are going to mistake. And when you make a mistake here in simplification processes, you are adding or losing millions of dollars for large companies. So your name as well is going to be damaged. So you don't want to do that. So you have to really focus in the problems, a big problem and cut it in small pieces and approach one by one with the help of the company. We cannot come to a company and give them the solution, the magic solution, because there is no magic solution. 
like you mentioned, each company is a different animal. Exactly. Every company works in a different way, have different business models and different problems. So we have to understand how they perceive that to understand how we can help them. So it's a, I would say that is, we have a lot of perceptions with them to understand how we can help first. We understand their point, and then we start to ask the questions. The questions not always are very nice because we have to trigger problems, but uh, that's the way we work, and they like the challenge to work with us because we really challenge the customers. But why you are doing that way if you can do in X, Y, Z to save your costs and will make much more effective for your people and much more nicer because process and complexities in the company turn people off and turning the people off what you are doing is diminishing your ability to innovate, diminishing your delivery and diminishing the customer experience that the people will be delivering for your customers, for your partners and the employee experience. So you want to make something nice, but not happy, okay? Because I admire the people that talk about happiness in the world in terms of uh, work, but happiness is moments that you have in your life. It's not all the times. There's no job in the world that you'll be happy all the time. That's practically impossible. So that's the reality. The six points that I mentioned in the beginning start with less is more. And why less is more? Less more is the more buzzword in the world, yes? We focusing in cutting the prospect of the customer. We cannot approach all your problems on one. So let's define our priorities and let's go small in everyone. In large companies such as SAP, and we are not working alone, there are 100 partners that are working with them because they are too big. Yes. Everybody have a responsibility, okay? And we consult with each other to see if the responsibility that you have, we are delivering in the, in the expectations of SAP because it's very complex environment. Another thing companies are doing today, many people think that, oh, let's simplify, so let's eliminate the old. You have to know the old first. Why is there? What's the impact? Because you have to make a 360 analysis of an old system or old process that is there. There is a reason why someone added in your process or in your product something that is annoying others. Maybe it's to save somebody, maybe it's to protect something. You have to find that first, because if you change something in the wrong manner, in the wrong way, you can damage the company and you can create a lot of costs for the company or losing also revenue. So you really have to understand what you are doing to eliminate certain things. Think small and not narrow. What we are saying here is exactly the janks that I told you. We're going to small pieces to analyze with the clients. Make sure that you are in the right path. It's, it's like designing a journey mapping here, okay? It's not uh, something like a physics that is impossible to resolve. It's not a problem. We go in, we have a methodology, and you're going with the client, understanding every different aspect, making the analysis to provide a solution that will find, will improve the company. Process and methods. Oftentimes, the complexities are often here. Methods, procedures that are useless or things that there's even a not explanatory way. Why this is been there for 30 years? <laughs> I could give you one million examples for that. That's uh, really you find things that the people doesn't know why is there, but they are doing that anyway. Why are you doing that? I don't know. They told me to do that. You no, know, things like that that are you only can laugh from that. It's funny, not in front of the customer for sure, but that's uh, many times you find those situations in many different companies. 
create a culture of simplification. Culture of simplification, what we mean here is a philosophy. The customer experience philosophy is extremely important. Yeah, but I would not call customer experience philosophy or I would call human philosophy because the same philosophy should work for your talent, for your partners, and for your customers because you want to keep all of them with you. The simplifying is a huge part of that because if you want to stay working in my company, Vivek or John or Paul want to stay in my company, okay, I have to think about that, that I don't want to make them life complex that much. And a great example for them is SAP. I found a report in SAP that's internal, and that's a data that's public today, that uh, Bill McDermott, the CEO, he found that the people was wasting practically their time doing things and getting things done all the time instead of thinking and doing their jobs, focusing their jobs and getting better in their jobs. 40% of the time, the people was focusing in doing certain things that was not exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah, so this is great, uh, Ricardo. And uh, could you share how you help your clients design and lead a culture of simple and simplified experiences? Yes. So the aim that we define it in SAP and in other companies, okay, that we want to achieve is to create an environment that returns to innovation and create better experiences because they have a lot of people leaving, frustrations, and many problems inside that I cannot uh, mention here. You can imagine as all big companies have huge problems of retention, in div- not just customers, but also people in, in the ecosystem. So the aim that we proposed ourselves to help with was really to simplify the human experience in the company. So during certain conversations that we have with the leadership, we always and everybody actually told that we have to focus the internal part to later on express this in the external part because as the people become more, have a simple life inside the company, you don't have to expend 20% of your time in reporting, for example, that is something that everybody does and unfortunately somebody exaggerate on that, such as SAP, people would be more happy. But then talking with the management, including Mr. Bill McDermott, he said the following thing. He said, look, uh, this is all beautiful. I'm really happy with the work that you are doing. We are going to save millions and we are going to make this company better because you need that. I, I knew that for many years that you have to improve. But we have a problem. All the time, that's public information as well. All the times that I met the customers okay, around the globe, they complain about the same things. We acquired many companies off cloud, but we don't have a simplified model for them, meaning when you're going to one success factors or you're going to XYZ or you're going to all the acquisitions, they have, they have different pricing models. And this frustrates a lot of people because also they cannot integrate. So they have to buy this and this and this in, in a separated way. And that was one of the challenges that they have. So they asked us, and not just us, but all the groups that was connected with simplification in this forum, exactly to focus in solving the process of giving one experience for all customers, even though our different entities, as business units as from SAP, but they are not leading. They have their own brands. They have Ariba. They have uh, many other brands, Concur, etc. But they asked us to make one solution for everyone that will be more familiar for everybody. If you come to Concur and you're going then to Qualtrics or you're going to Ariba, you still understand that that's SAP and that's the same model that will apply for them. That's one point. 
Second point, contracting. Contracts in the past, if you remember the time, maybe you don't because you are very young, but the time that you have is those huge contracts and huge negotiations of years to get an on-premise solution for a customer. Today, the world is uh, very agile, okay? And I'm not talking agile the methodology, which you work also with and design thinking, but I'm talking really about uh, the agile of flexibility. So the cloud solutions also help you to be more easy to deal with and flexible and also faster. So we created and we helped them to implement solutions for the contracting solutions that they have because um, they have many problems in this area. To make something that will be concise, the life cycle of the negotiations and get into the business in the end of the day and delivering and creating a great experience also in the delivery was not happening because it was very long processes. So all those things will help companies. Everybody have a different requirement and different issues. So there are other companies and other partners that are we call neighbors between branches because we work a lot together. So we are joking with each other. They have other issues. For example, the design. Design have huge issues in eliminating useless features, but they have to do that now because they, they are focusing on simplifying the system. So simplification in a company as SAP, as Tyson Crop and other companies in this size is not something that I come and solve your problems tomorrow or somebody comes. It's a real process of understanding and making the right things happen because uh, we have to avoid to do the wrong things happen. <laughs> when you do that, that's a big problem for everybody. Okay, so you do that slow, you focus, you understand the impact of every change that you are doing and how do people perceive. It's not just about the change you are doing, it's about the perception and helping the people to perceive this as a positive impact to their lives because that's the challenge. The technology and the complexities in process and procedures this is easy because this is practical things, is execution only. But the human side of that in different cultures will impact you in very different ways. So we take care also about this kind of impact in the people, how we are going to adapt, for example, certain kind of people that are very unfriendly to change because they work it all day lives in that certain way. And now you come to them and you say, you are the bad guy. Hey, we have to change that because A, B, C. So how do you help such people change? Because these are some really good examples, Ricardo, and quite intrigued as to how can organizations bring about that change on the ground level? Okay, so this is works in different ways in different cultures, but the approach will be the same. The change we provoke is in the following. First, to make uh, is top-down. There is no change without top-down approach. I am the business analyst and I want to change, believe me struggle a lot. It's very difficult to make change uh, bottom-up. You need the management first. The campaign is a campaign when first the leadership starts to talk about that. The second is not just talking because talking is cheap. You have to give tools to the people to deal with that. So we start to implement tools to help the people, to show them the result that they will obtain if they do certain actions that we are requesting from them. And then you train them to do those is very um, steady training to get people doing certain things that they are not used to do it. And when you are dealing with a report, it's much easier The people see the benefit or you are seeing, you start to see that, oh, but this now is much easier. 
It's not this complex that I have to waste uh, three hours reporting my expenses, for example. Basic things that shows the small winnings slowly, but surely, and the people buy in. If you're trying to impose, like, you have to do that because X, because you have to do that, like... Uh, it wouldn't work. Yeah, that wouldn't work. And I'm also realizing that a lot of these things, because we are simplifying things, the feedback of the ease with which things now get done itself kind of uh, reinforces the behavior, I guess. Exactly. I guess the impact of simplification of your workplace as well as the environment around you is not something that anyone can deny. It's going to be very positive and definitely great on the employees. But there's another thing that I would like you to touch upon. How does this help improve the customer's experience? How does impact the customer experience? That's a great part of it. What we are doing is not just getting the strategy and the culture. We are doing the job happen, okay, the daily job happening in an operative way. And that's who impact when you are working better, when you have an environment that is fulfilling you. I will not say happiness because I think this is very biased. Yes? I cannot be happy 100% of the time, as I mentioned before. Yes. But because of the fact that now, the things that you were doing, you are able to do it much easily. Exactly. Is creating that happiness. Yeah, that's one point. So the human factor is extremely important. And you know, what happens inside the company, as Shep Hiking always say, is going to reflect outside the company. And that's the obvious thing, but it's really important to understand that. If you have to deal with frustrations every day and getting three hours in your report, this is going to reflect in your customers. Second, the culture that we are talking about is not that we are going to implement a culture of, hey, let's simplify everything. No, we show the aim why you are doing that and why we are doing that is to improve the experience. Partners, when you do that, and, and that's I saw in Samsung, in Samsung very clearly, partners come to you, hey, what's going on? Something's getting easier here for us. That's amazing. Customer get, uh, not the customers uh, B2C, but the B2B that uh, Samsung is a very large company, have many divisions. They get much more satisfied. They will engage better with you, especially in the cloud solutions. They want to work with you much more. And that's the customer experience. You can see the results of the simplification clearly in the customer experience, all different uh, measurements and metrics. You are going to see clearly the impact of simplification in the rise of satisfaction in all metrics and the engagement of the customer with you when you become what many thought leaders call frictionless. So that's great. And thanks for sharing this, Ricardo. It makes a lot of sense as to how simplifying an organization or rather cutting down the complexities within the organization where less is more and people are more efficient and effective in their work and deliveries as going to not just create a better customer experience or rather better employee experience. It's also going to improve the customer experience to a great extent. So I really thank you for sharing that, Ricardo. It's time for some rapid fire questions. All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Great. So which non-business book would you recommend someone and why? So I have a book that I love it about Antarctic expedition. When your life depends on it from Brad Borkan, B-O-R-K-A-N, and David Herzl. I love it, the book because it gives you 
even though it's not business related, it's about adventure. They show you how to make stream decisions and how to measure the decisions, even though it's not a business book. I love books, Adventure in Antarctica, that happens around 100 and something years ago. The name of the book is Adventuring Antarctica. Yeah, but in this time, you didn't have technology. They didn't have absolutely nothing. So we can imagine many British explorators. Which brand do you admire for their simplified offerings and exceptional customer experience? I admire Amazon because in one click, everything is at home. I love that. You can imagine how complex for them is to do those algorithms and to have all the logistics and everything's done. It's amazing how they created such interfaces that are so easy. I admire Samsung as a brand because I saw how they struggle with the S7 and other challenges that they have and how fast they turned this around and they said, okay, we did a mistake. Let's do it that better next time. And maybe next time, next time. But they keep learning and they are fast moving, agile. They're very agile, yeah. I love this in the culture and how they are doing the things and how they grasp change, not as something negative, but actually great to make them better. All right. So what's your word of advice to CX managers and leaders about how to simplify experiences? Well, customer, employee experience and partner are connected with organizational culture. What so many thought leaders say about frictionless, as I mentioned before, experiences is easy to say, but very hard to get done. Yes, that's uh, the obvious thing. My advice is learn to simplify and make things simpler for your customers internally and internally. It's not an easy task because you have to understand many different processes and also the journeys, okay? Both are going together, the maps. You can use as uh, we do as agile or design thinking together, simplification models and procedures to cut the waste out. This will help to make your customers more profitable, make them grow faster and to keep the customers with them. That's the intention of all of us. This will directly impact your customer experience, your employee experience, and most important, the ability of your organization or, or your customer's organization to really create new perspectives and outcomes, what we all call real innovation. Because there is innovation buzzwords and the real innovation. This creates innovation when you have a simplified environment. The results for our customers were grow return to innovation, and much better experiences. And improvements in their metrics, results, even though the real key results still bring satisfaction as a business and have new growth. Thanks so much, Vivek, once more for this opportunity to expose my thoughts here. That's wonderful, Ricardo. It's been a pleasure hosting you, actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And with that, we've come to the end of this podcast. Once again, thanks a ton for making the time for this, Ricardo. My pleasure. And to all our listeners, this is Vivek signing off from another CX Conversations. Until next time, bye. Bye.